Hello and welcome to the Truth Be Told Mom podcast. I'm your host, Diana Cluin, and today I'm going to let you in on our King Tut immersive exhibit experience. So our family loves field trips. How many homeschoolers don't, right? Homeschoolers love field trips because it offers a different educational platform. Uh, And when we see the words immersive in an exhibit, we're like, yes. And I love these because having grown up in different parts of the world, and uh, I've lived in a couple different states, but I've lived overseas and visited a lot more countries than I have states. And I will tell you that being immersed in a culture is a great way of learning. And I can't take a trip to Egypt like anytime I want to, right? So I look for these, I find these field trips that I'm like, wow, this is going to be the best that I can, I can do to kind of be immersed in Egyptian culture. I got really excited because this is actually a unit that, um, my Academy Willow Ridge Academy, their co-op, the students picked a unit study for history. They were, one of them is Egypt and the pyramids. So I thought, wow, King Tut is going to provide this great opportunity for me, uh, not just as a mom and and a Christian to look for opportunities to share the gospel, but also as an educator to find some things that I might not, might not be in the curriculum I'm using, or that might ignite a spark in me that I want to share and dig deeper with, with the kids. So I was really looking for some, um, educational tools. I was excited to get into the gift shop and see what type of books and resources and maps and, you know, uh, maybe geographical maps of that era. Um, you know, sand, I don't know, like little pyramid, little tiny King Tut um, figurines, uh, the tomb, you know, his tomb figurine, something, right? And um, so I was just thrilled. I was thrilled. And so we kind of walked through the the entrance and, and we had completely missed. It was so unassuming, but there were some TVs, I guess, on the wall uh, and we didn't even catch it when we walked in that had a little bit of his history that would just kind of flip through on the wall. So you would just kind of stand there and there was some, some historical information, which was actually, I mean, I took pictures of it because it was good information. So I'm like, wow, okay. This, you know, I wish I would have seen that in the beginning. Um, but it really wouldn't have made much of a difference for the immersive portion of it. So we entered the immersive building and, and this was a little bit different than any other immersive, um, experience that I've had. We had one with Van Gogh just like a few months ago and it was phenomenal. I just want you to know, go to that. If it's still in your area, hit that one up. It is worth the $40. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. So I have this expectation, but this one was set up a little differently. So we sit down and there is a kind of, I want to say almost like a graphic, digitally rendered graphical video and it has a narrator. So I'm like, oh, okay. It starts off pretty good. And, you know, letting us know, basically, I want to say it was only like two facts about King Tut that he became King. Now it said eight years old in the immersive. And then it said nine years old out on the, (laughs) on the, um, television. So around eight or nine, uh, he's thrust into being King. 
he lives a very short life. I'm not kidding you. This is what they said. He lived a very short life and died very young. So he only reigned for 10, 10 years. So he died at like 18 or 19 years of age. Like he did not live a long life at all. And then it proceeded for, I want to say it was like a 20 minute thing to completely discuss how he, how he died, where he went, that he went into the underworld. And then it takes you through this travel of he's escorted by the God of Ra and he's escorted by the gods of chaos. And they're taking him through so that in hopes of him being able to save Egypt and be resurrected. And inside this time, they say that he is resurrected and he has saved Egypt, you know, that goes on through this whole story. And I'll be real honest. I kind of like checked out because I was like, what? This, there's nothing there's nothing factual in this this is a hundred percent mythological which I'm, I'm typically i mean i don't have a problem with that but if you're going to talk about king tut that's not like he's he died like don't tell me what you think might have happened in his death tell me how he lived i want to know how he lived i want to know what his life was like so i kind of checked out my daughter i thought she was liking the graphics she later told me she goes i wanted to leave like halfway through and i'm like why she goes it made no sense <laughs> She goes, it made no sense, mom. It really didn't make any sense. So from an educator's standpoint, it was lacking. It was lacking. Now, as far, from a Christian standpoint, I got a whole lot of things to say. But from an educator standpoint, it was lacking in education. There was nothing about what was it like to be an eight-year-old royal son one day you're a child one day doing what you know whatever an eight or nine year old you know royalty would be doing at that time and then being thrust the very next day into running an empire like what would that have been like children come to museums adults come to museums we want to learn and we want to be able to relate and even though that this is ancient times versus today, there's still gonna be something that a child or an adult can relate to. I would love to know, what were the foods that a royal Egyptian would eat? What would be the foods that middle class or gosh, and, and compare the slaves, what, would, what were the foods? What was the different um, delicacies based off of your, your status? Because it was very uh, much of a um, class system. What would it have been like? What were the clothes that they would have worn? What was the geographical location like? Was it all sand? Were there trees? Were there running? Was there water? Like not every kid knows that there's a Nile River. There's like, there's rivers through there. Not a lot of kids know these things. Talk to them about the true rivers that are there. Discuss what they were rich in for economy. What was the what was the economy like? What did they import? Did they export like we do today? Did King Tut go to a formal school? What was their formal school like? Were his parents educating him? Did he hire people to educate? Was he educated in all the subjects that our children are educated in? Did he learn mathematics like we learn? How, what was their math mathematical uh, mentality like? What were their interests like? How did math play a part in their everyday life? What about science? 
because let me tell you, they were a little bit beyond above their times, in my opinion, uh, when it comes to science. Uh, I mean, they, they're the I believe they're the founders of, of our modern day embalming. Embalming. I mean, like the the the, pres the way they preserve bodies. I mean, yeah, it's kind of gross, but it's fascinating, right? Uh, what did they use to heal their bodies? They didn't have doctors like we have doctors. They didn't have surgical units like we do. They didn't, you didn't take people into surgery like you do today. What was that like? What language did they speak? Were there different languages based off of your class system? This is what you want in an immersive field trip. You, they stuck on one thing, one thing, and didn't encapsulate the audience into all avenues of King Tut's life and the Egyptian lifestyle. What were their homes like? Did they build homes like we do? What, what were the pyramids built out of? How did they build? How did they build the pyramids? Who built the pyramids? How did that happen? How did they get those blocks there? Why, why was everything like a sphinx? Why would we see sphinx a lot? Well, that is in correlation to their mythology. Discuss it that way. It was just so lacking and it broke my heart. From a biblical standpoint, I'm shaking my head just trying to figure out why, why everybody in the world is just so, excuse my language, but so hell-bent on making, making hell awesome. Like, it's not. It's not awesome. It's horrific. It's not called hell for a reason. Because it's got flowers and roses you can sniff in a river you can ride down. It's lava, people. It's lava. I mean, from a biblical standpoint, I was just like, oh, I'm rolling my eyes. I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, I don't get it. Let's just be very clear. King Tut did not rise from the dead. <laughs> he did not save Egypt. God used Moses. Moses saved Egypt. <laughs> well, he actually saved Israel from Egypt. But like, there is like, come on. Like, just, uh, I can't, I can't. <laughs> so let's talk about the gift shop. I was so excited about the gift shop, right? So, um, cause y'all, I love to spend money in a gift shop. <laughs> My husband will look at me and be like, control yourself, woman. <laughs> I do. There was very little in there. I was shocked. There was n there were two books in in the gift shop. So of course, as an educator, I'm like, okay, let me see if the books are better. Like, let me see if the books are better. Well, I got the God gut. If you don't know what the God gut is, I call it the God gut. I'm sure y'all have experienced this, but as a Christian, you will open up a book that you know nothing about and God will give you the, the gut feeling, like your gut will turn and it'll just kind of give you, mm, something doesn't feel right. I call it the Gaga. I just close the book and I walk away. Like I don't even bother to read it, but I started opening it and I wasn't sure this was the one time I was like, is this my own dislike judging or is this God? So I read a couple, couple of the excerpts and, um, I think if you don't believe in if you, if you do not have a biblical worldview, I don't think you're going to see anything wrong with these books. But I have a biblical worldview, so I saw stuff wrong with the book. Um, it's just dark. All the pages I read were dark. 
and I, every time I turned a page, I was trying, I was like, well, okay, maybe this section has something more about culture and history. Um, you know, no, it was just weird. <laughs> so I said, I'm not paying a hundred dollars for a book that's weird. And they only had two books like this. Um, and then they had just some like nice looking things. So, um, they had a couple, uh, pictures of like the, the tut, uh, of King Tut's tomb, but I was looking for like some papyrus. So like my father did a tour in Egypt when he was, uh, in the military and brought home actual like papyrus paper with the hieroglyphics like painted on them. Um, he brought us, uh, cartouches, which are, uh, have our name on them in, in hieroglyphics. So, um, I do have some of those things that I can share with my students. I, I don't have to steal it from my mama. <laughs> couple of them were at my mom's house, but I was looking for these things that I could just even replicas, right? Like I have replicas of the constitution and they kind of replicated the, the texture of paper, uh, but they're small versions, right? So I have, I have this expectation. It wasn't there. I bought a whole bunch of Van Gogh stuff though. <laughs> like y'all, if you need some backpacks, just walk in for the gift shop alone and buy like their backpack was amazing like the mango backpacks were awesome so um they had like a, a a set i mean it's like a 50 or 60 dollar backpack and they had a set with a backpack that could have a laptop in it y'all uh a notebook like and i say laptop because it had the padding uh you get a notebook with a matching notebook and matching post-it notes for like 34.99 in that painting like whatever painting you you, you uh liked so there were like three different ones um so I got a lot of that and I got some teacups. I got some Van Gogh teacups. Oh my gosh, those were gorgeous. But I was like, I came here for King Tut and I walked away with Van Gogh. <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen. So would I go again for the gift shop? Yeah, uh, to bring home all those things, absolutely. Would I go again for, uh, would I recommend the King Tut uh, immersive exhibit? I think that's a tough one. I think, if you have a biblical worldview, absolutely not. If you have an educational, um, in your intent is to educate and to learn, probably not. If you just want to go just to see something kind of cool um, and to get out of the house for the day, absolutely go for it. I mean, it was definitely not a day wasted getting out of the house and spending time with family. Uh, we had great conversation. Um, we were able to kind of discuss, you know, like, what the message was and what, what, I mean, was there an intent in the message? Was it just, you know, for graphics purposes? Like it, it absolutely generated phenomenal conversation for our family. Um, but my husband was like, how much should we spend on that? And I was like, it was the same as a Van Gogh. I'm like, it was $40 a ticket. He's like, what? And like, we can afford $40 a ticket. Don't get me wrong. But he was like, uh, we should pay 10 bucks for that. <laughs> So just keep that in mind. Uh, if if there's another immersive, I would probably wait and do it down here in San Diego. I just, um, we made a whole day of it. So it made it even better for our family. We went and saw um, some other things in LA that we'd always wanted to see and we never got the opportunity to. We saw the Bradbury building, which, um, the original 1980s Blade was taken. I, I believe that was the movie that was filmed 
there that was their offices um, but the architecture that was gorgeous we visited angel's flight and rolled the trolley those of you if you watch um bosch or la la land it's the trolley that's featured in both of those shows and it was really fun to ride it and kind of walk around and, and see there's a really cool market that was definitely the hot spot there so there's a lot of things to see um outside that exhibit so if you do go, if you've got tickets, I know they're non-refundable, go and just look at it. You know, you can look at it through a biblical worldview. Now you know what to expect and you can have conversations with your kids. If, uh, um, you know, and I think there's conversation, whether you believe in Jesus or not, uh, to have with your kids, no matter what your belief system is. I think it's an, an excellent opportunity that renders. So even the negative experiences offer up positive conversations. There's always an opportunity to um, converse. And even though my, we didn't learn anything so much about Egypt in that moment, um, our family learned how to discuss what we did see, what we liked, what we didn't like, why we didn't like it with one another. Um, and then just say, hey, well, you know what? Let's go check out the rest of the, the stuff around here. So everything gives you, there's always an opportunity to learn even those negative opportunities. So I know this is a little different than normal, but um, I do like letting you know about really great field trips. Uh, so <laughs> I promise I'll do some positive field trips as well. Again, highly recommend the Van Gogh Immersive if you can do it. If it's still in your area, go to it. It, um, it, it it's it I don't want to give it away it's that good like I'll tell you all about the King Tech because it wasn't that good but I'm not going to give away everything from Van Gogh just know that um you're going to want to read everything every poster they have read it they're in it's incredible his life story pay attention inside the immersive um experience there are letters and excerpts and quotes from people that he knew um and that experienced life with him some of his own quotes and and they're just it's really a an incredible, incredible experience. And I really felt immersed in Van Gogh's life and in his art. Um, so definitely check that one out. Um, the King Tut one, I'd probably think twice. <laughs> uh, well, that is the truth. And I hope that the truth continues to set you free. Have a great day.